Okay, we are in Sefer Hosea, Perek Tes, Pasuk Aleph, Al Tismach Yisrael El Gil Ha'amim. A very frightening Perek in its implications. And let's just get right into it. We're continuing with the prophecies against the Ten Shvatim, the Northern Kingdom, but we also go back and forth and include Yehuda, who has just delayed their exile and punishment. So the Navi starts, Al Tismach Yisrael El Gil Ka'amim, Kizonisa Me'al Elohecha. Don't rejoice, don't take uh, gladness, Israel, in the simchas of the nation. Very cryptic sentence. What does that mean? So the Mephorshim are all over this. One parish is that even when you're celebrating, when you have your own simcha, um, because you have sinned so greatly, uh, and because you are in a period of mourning, as it were, you have no right to celebrate with joy, etc. It's not like, uh, it, it, rather it should be a muted celebration. That's one concept. In other words, make your own simchas subdued. Other Mephorshim sees this as a metaphor for Golos. You are in Golos, and if anything history has taught us, is that sometimes we get too comfortable in Golos, and secondly, Golos never really ends well for us. And so what it is telling you, says the um, Malbin, is that you don't join other simchas that aren't yours in Golos. They're not your simchas. Remember, the non-Jewish nations, their ups and downs are determined by the constellations. Yours aren't. So do not be participatory in their simchas. You have known that you have to remember you are in Golas. Most frightening is the parish of the Meshech Chachma. The Meshech Chachma um, lived in the 20th century, and he wrote a commentary on the Chumash, and this is on Sefer Vayikra, where he gives us, based on this sentence, and he now makes this sentence famous, that Pasuk Aleph, he says it is a pattern in Golos. We've seen it time and time again. And he's writing some 15 years before World War II, let's make 1925, 1926, in Germany. And he says that what happens is the first generation that goes into Golas tries to keep everything together, but then their children and subsequent generations do not. Let me quote what happens, says the Meshechachma, Yazov limude dato, the children, the next generation, leave the studies of their youth, the Torah, the Chumash, the Gemara, to learn languages that aren't theirs. They forget their own language and they adopt the language of the host country, learning it. They dress like in the host country 
and they do everything to assimilate themselves. And here, in one of the most frightening phrases, says the Meshechachma, and I quote, Yachshov ki Berlin hu Yerushalayim. They think Berlin is Jerusalem. And they say there's no need for a return to Eretz Yisrael. There's no need for a return. The prophets were wrong. And they really believe that they have found the new Jerusalem in Berlin. And as we've seen how wrong that has been, it sets a very frightening stage for today. Again, you're in Gullus, say the Mephoshim. Remember that you're in Gullus. So, Hilly, would this mean that you can celebrate Thanksgiving? You don't celebrate July 4th? That's a darn good question. It would seem to mean that, yes, that it would mean you, you, don't, you don't take on the holidays if you do it in a subdued manner. There are those who say that America is different. Including Reb Moshe says America is a Medinas Chesed. It's in a special category. Some of them say America is the last goers. So that yes, you do, you do celebrate. My, yeah, if I can add a personal note, my great grandmother over a hundred years ago flew the flag on the Fourth of July over her summer home. And later, we always did. Um, so that yeah, it's it's a tough question. But supposedly, let's adopt a position that America just may be different, although today uh, you've got cause to examine well, that. How could you not appreciate a place, especially before you were able to go to Israel, that would allow you to practice unimpeded? 100% right, and that is what Mephoshim uh, said. It's a Medina Shochesed of goodness, of justice. And so therefore, it's not that you have to, you know, not celebrate Thanksgiving or the 4th of July. And Thanksgiving is a perfect example because it's not a religious holiday. You're not observing their religious holidays. It's a wonderful holiday of celebration. So I would agree with you for whatever that's worth. It continues, Pasach Aleph, Ahavta Esnan, Al-Kol Bronos Dogon. You loved Esnan. Esnan is the expression for the money paid to a zona, to a prostitute. And Al-Kol Bronos Dogon, the zona would take her uh, payment sometimes in other in commodities like grain, or food and would meet her customer, as it were, on the granary floors. And you loved that. That was part of your behavior as well, part of the znus. Continues Pasuk Bays. Goren v'yekev lo yire'ein. Your granary, your winery, you will not see good from it. It will be bad. You will be denied the tiros, the better products, uh, wine, and this could mean a metaphor for the Gashrius. You will be denied it. Lo Hashem, you will not dwell in the land of the Kaddish Baruch, who, as Rashi says, we're talking about Yushalayim, but we certainly mean Eretz Yisrael as well. Veshov Ephraim Mitzrayim, Ephraim will go back to Egypt. We know we're not allowed to go back to Egypt, but if Ephraim goes there, it could be referring 
Two, um, when they go back in defiance of Yirmiyahu before the conquest of Babel and are destroyed there, could be that they go in the exile. Some Jews did, go did, in. Did, wasn't it Yehuda that went back to Egypt, not Israel? Not the kingdom of Israel? Um, yes. So that it would apply to Yehuda, that this shifts back to Yehuda. It's not just, it's a, but Ephraim here, is just say Ephraim goes back. Ephraim goes back could be after the exile. The Barbanel, who's a historian as well, says that in the Roman times, there was a great, and we learn this in the Gemara, a great colony of Jews established in Alexandria that were massacred by Trajan and the Romans. It could refer to that. Uvashur Yochelu, but in Assyria they will eat tuma. There certainly can't be the ritual purity of their food, and so they will live in defilement. Lo yisku you will not pour wine to the Kadashmarhu. This has to be Yehuda in Karbanos, the Nesachim uh, of wine, you will not forgive the Karbanos, uh, you, the bread you eat is the bread of Onim. Onim could mean one of two things. Onim could be Gezela. You stole the bread, which makes it Tomei in effect. You certainly can't donate it to the base of Mikdash. And two, lechem onim aninus, lechem that is given to mourners. So that too has tuma because the, we assume the mourner has come into contact with the mace. So it's defiled bread, and it's all ko'ochlov yitamu. You cannot bring that bread to base Hashem. You are living in defilement. You are eating in defilement. So, Ephraim, Yehuda, what are you going to do? The Yom Moed. The Yom Moed could mean on the day that you've got the enemies coming and killing you. In other words, what are you going to do when you are attacked? Um, says Rashi, the Yom Zman Kavuar, Leoso Oyevo Medalechem. The day when the enemy is standing over you. It could also mean literally Moe. What are you going to do for the holidays, for the Regalit, for Rosh Chodesh, Uliyom Chag Hashem? You, you, there's nothing you can do. There's no Beis Hamikdash. There's no purity of food. Uh, you're living in Tuma. What's your remedy? So you are going, Mishod is from plundering, from other people plundering you, and from the robbery and the gazela. You go to Egypt, again, in defiance of the Torah. So Egypt gathers you in at first, and then Mof tikabrein, a very interesting term. If Mitzrayim tikabzein, Mof tikabrein. Mof is the city of Noph, uh, in Egypt. Some say it also could be Memphis, which is far to the uh, west and the south. There you will be buried. Machmat lechasvam kimos v'yoshim chos Your vast storehouses 
of silver that you have accumulated, they will be destroyed and uh, and the thistles will grow in them. They will be overrun just fields of thorns and thistles and just devastation. Um, the days of judgment are coming. The day of recompense. Of, of your sins being requited, as it were. Yea, do Yisrael evil ha-novi meshuga, and you will know that the novi, literally meshuga, crazed, insane, the neviim you have been following, the neviim shekel, who have lied to you at every turn, are insane. Isharuach, the man of spirit, that is again the neviim shekel, that they have led you into these sins and led you astray from what your Kedusha was. Sofa Ephraim, the guardian of Ephraim, which is or are these Nevi'e Sheker, they, who they put up as their leaders, Imelokai, they are like their gods, those Nevi'im are leading you to sin. They are leading you to a stumbling block and to eventual destruction. Because the Nevi'e Sheker told you what you want to hear. They told you that you, you don't need to do tshuva. You don't need to follow the Torah. You're living a perfect life. You don't even need to be scared of Bavel or uh, Assyria to defend yourself. They deepen their betrayal. Bimeha Giva, Yizkara, in the days of Giva. Giva could mean one of three things. Giva was the um, first place that B'nai Israel crossed at um, the Yardane. So Giva was a, uh, a Makom where they brought idolatry. They introduced idolatry in Giva. Giva could also be that story of Binyamin and the Pelegish, the concubine of Giva, when B'nai Israel just stood aside and very like by a hair's breadth almost let Binyamin be destroyed and disappear completely. Did nothing to avenge. Or Giva could be that the place where they went to Shmuel saying, give us a king. Right? We were told in the Torah we would be asking for a king. We want the king now. A terrible mistake. Listen, we should devote a sheer just on the question of perhaps the biggest mistake that B'nai Israel made asking for a king. But that's not for today. In any way, he miku shichosenu ki meha giva yizkar avonam yifkot chatasam. Their sins will be remembered. Their uh, um, betrayals will be recorded and punished for. Kanavim b'midbar motzasi Israel says the Kaddish Baruch Now we're shifting back. When I found you, you were like beautiful grapes growing in the desert which enhances their growth and it just makes them such a beautiful rarity. Kibikurabatena, uh, fig trees growing. That's how I saw your fathers. Then they come to Balpar. Balpar, that's where they sin with the Midianite women. And suddenly, they switch in my eyes 
from those beautiful, beloved, cherished fruits to just sinners, znus, uh, depravity at Balpar. Uh, Ephraim to Ophius of faith. Ephraim flies like a bird wandering around Kivodom. Their cover um, is going to be destroyed. Meleda umibeten umicharion, a terrible prophecy. For the ten tribes, the punishment is going to be the Kvodom will be removed. Kavod usually is synonymous with your children, your bonim or your kavod. So your kavod is going to be renewed, uh, renewed, destroyed. They are going to be destroyed. Me later in childbirth, me beten or not in the womb, umeharion in conception. They will never see the deliverance stage. Moreover. If by chance they survive pregnancy, delivery, childbirth, they will die as children, as minors. Because they are marked for destruction. And this could be as well you, yourself, participate in the Molech, the rites to the Molech, which we have described as the most vile, depraved Avodah Zarah, where you put your children through the fire to a Avodah Zarah. Some of us say this really didn't happen. They were passed through ceremonially, not through the fire. Other Mephoshim buried to say, absolutely legitimate, it was real. Take it literally. So you have destroyed them <coughs> if by somehow they describe childbirth. Ephraim kashara isi latsur shesula bevaneha Ephraim lahotziel horeg Ephraim will see his children destroyed in childbirth. Again, if it survives, it will see its children destroyed as it grows. Says the Navi, now at this point, the Navi is inserting personally. He cannot even contemplate this terrible curse on Ephraim. And he says to the Kaddish Baruch, Huka Ephraim Shorosham Yavesh Pri Kalyasu Gamki Eleda Vahamija Machmade Batan. He says to the Kaddish Baruch, this is such a terrible, awful punishment. Rather, if you're going to destroy Ephraim, destroy them in childbirth, destroy them as in fetuses, destroy them in delivery. Yovesh Pri, let their fruit dry up in the womb, let the uh, breasts dry before they have to nurse them. Um, rather than they be born and die in midlife or as youth, etc., that temper the punishment. And so Ephraim will wander among the Goyim, the ten tribes, because they have not listened to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, a terribly depressing parrot, and that one wishes things will get better tomorrow. They don't. 8.45 a.m. Don't miss it. Ad Khan.